the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Ten minutes, actually four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Dave Martin sitting here next to me. You got two of the best technicians in uh, in the very small zip code of 85001. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Mark? Good, Dave. I'm, I'm glad you're spending the Saturday with me. We had fun last time you were here. Yeah. Okay, folks, the lines are wide open. We're here for the next two hours, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And let me tell you real quick how we get on the air, and that's because Quality Transmission and others are part of our Best Car Repair Shops group. And the reason why they're on that list is because they are, without a doubt, and I can prove it, the best repair shops in town. So Quality Transmission is in Tempe. He's been around since 1977. Bob and Steve are honest, dependable. They're not there to sell you a complete transmission. They're not there to take your transmission apart because many people allow the people transmission shops to take the transmission out, and once they have your transmission apart, there's nothing you can do. You can't put that in a shopping cart and roll that car down to another shop. Absolutely. It doesn't happen. So don't ever let them take it apart until you know what's the worst-case scenario because just recently I had a case that involves somebody going in, and it was a $1,300 estimate. Let's take it out. We think it's 13 and it turned into 4500 overnight. And the customer, there was nothing they could do. But that's not going to happen at Quality Transmission. If they take the transmission out, you know in advance, you can write your check at home for this much money and bring it to us. And even if it's more than that, we're not going to charge you the difference. So they know what they're doing. Quality Transmission, the only transmission shop in the East Valley that's got my name next to it, that's because they're good. They're doggone good. They're on McClintock North of University in Tempe. Transmission shops, you deal with them a lot? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. we, we uh, have your own favorite. Yeah, we have our own favorite. There's okay. a, a guy not too far away from us that, that uh, does a lot of our transmission work. But you're absolutely right. Uh, trying to find a really good transmission person, uh, somebody that... that uh, can do a really good job and, and do it correctly, uh, especially with the transmissions the way they are built today. You know, they're really sophisticated, and uh, uh, you, you want it done right the first time because it's a lot of work taking them in and out. Oh, not kidding. I'm going to take Bill the caller because he's first, but I want to tell you about my transmission story just recently. Okay? All right. Bill, good morning to you. How can we help you? Hi, Mark. Uh, I have a 2002 Pontiac Grand Prix, and uh, after about 10 to 15 minutes, it just shuts down. I don't know if you call it stalling. I call it just shutting down. Gives like a slight hiccup or a bump, and that's it. It's dead. And after a few minutes, it'll start right back up again, but it won't go very far, and it stops again. But if you let it cool completely down, then it'll go back to 10 to 15 minutes, and then it shuts down again. So thought I'd give you a call and what your thoughts are. Is this got a little V6 in it? It's got, yeah, 3.1. 
Don't they have a camshaft magnet on that that's been updated 15 times? And uh, it loses crankshaft signal. It's a die-in flight, which is what he describes. And you go in there, and there's a new timing set that you install along with the pickup assembly, which fixes this problem. I well, think, what part of town are you in, uh, Bill? Okay. Well, you can certainly go to any shop you want, but if you want to do a little bit of work, then go Google uh, crankshaft sensor Pontiac. Crankshaft sensor V6 Pontiac. sensor, you think? Well, here it's going to be one of two things. Check. Does he have a check engine light? Yeah. Do you have any check engine light? Yes. Okay. What do you know? What the code is? I haven't had it scanned yet. I wanted to give you a quick call. Okay. Uh, I talked to you right. about two and a half years ago when you were at another station, and you gave uh -huh. me some excellent advice. So I'm I'm back for some more. Okay. Well, the real question, and Dave brings this up perfectly, yeah. is, is is Sparker Fuel. Right. And we need to figure that out first. And that's easy enough because I think, uh, you know, I don't know about you guys. Do you guys ever put a, f a fuel pressure gauge on their car and let them drive it for a day? Yeah, we've done that before. And so have we. So if you find a shop that will rent you a gauge or sell you a gauge or loan you a gauge, then that would be interesting because when it dies, if it's an electrical problem, the fuel pressure will be 30, 40 pounds and be there when it dies. On the other hand, if your spec is 40 pounds and it gets down to 31, 32, or 30, then all of a sudden the engine dies, then that 10, that 25% difference is important to, to me and Dave when we're working on your car. But okay. I, I think, I think, let's follow the code, and if the code yeah. has to do with a crankshaft sensor, then replacing the crankshaft sensor is not the fix. I am quite sure my memory serves me right that there's a bigger fix than that. And it involves, um, and the, there's a problem with the magnet, and there's a problem with the, the sensor, and I think there's, a, and the magnet's glued to one of the two gears, the camera, the crank, and I think there's an issue where there's the, the, the gap between them is, is bad or something. I just have that design in my flaw. Head. Yeah, 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 it's a oops. Yeah, it's an oops. oops. <laughs> it's an oops. But yeah, I think the first thing you need to do is definitely find out what the code is and start there and then work your way through the to the process. And just because it has a crankshaft sensor code doesn't mean it's a crankshaft sensor. In your case, if I'm right, then it's a cr the loss of a signal. And so it doesn't mean you can replace a crankshaft sensor if you want, but just make sure that it matches the next repair you're probably going to do, which is pull the timing cover and replace the gears. All righty? All right. You don't think it could possibly be the mass airflow sensor? Well, it depends, on, it depends on what you find when you scan the computer. Yeah, yeah the code's yeah, the code's going to give us something, because if the mass airflow sensor seat goes to zero and says there's no air being aspirated by the engine, even though you're under under power and underway, then the computer's likely to just shut off the fuel delivery system, which kills the engine. Right. But again, we still end up with uh, fuel or spark. It's going to die for one of those two issues, and that's what we have to find. We don't want to be too dependent on the computer and the code. The, the computer and the code is going to tell us what state the problem is. We still got to find the city, the street, and the house number. Okay? Yeah, sure. Okay, right, guys. thank you. Thank you. You betcha. So, I'm going to present a, a scenario to you. All right. All right. Um, customer brings in a car, and, uh, and when one of your people is moving the car into the bays, it's a stick shift car, and they inadvertently stall it a couple of times, getting it in. Mm -hmm. So then. Um, uh, a day later, the customer comes in and says that you wiped out his transmission, and he's got it at another shop, 
and uh, and he'd like you to write a check for twenty eight hundred dollars. Wow. Is it, it does does that just not make your heart fall through your chest? Yeah. All right. So that's that's you're living a life of in one day for Mark Salem. Now it's not my shop. I am talking to the insurance company of the shop. Oh wow. Okay. So they say, well, what are you going to do? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's it's pretty hard to, I don't know how they could have determined that it turned out to be his fault. The answer is, we first have to determine what it is. Right, absolutely. So we're going to, we have to drive the car to determine what's going on. Then we have to disassemble that system. So maybe we have a broken fork in the shift, mm-hmm. in the shift uh, portion of the of the manual transmission. Do we have a bad clutch? Do we have a broken spring? Yeah. Do we have a synchronizer? Do we have a bearing that's seized up in the transmission? What is it? And then we'll know whose fault it is. Right. Okay. So it turns out that the the shop said um, to the to the customer, and which is a valid thing, you report it to your insurance company under a comprehensive claim, which is damage to my car by others, right. which is exactly the, the part of your insurance that you would use if you woke up and somebody had dumped a gallon of paint on your car. Right. So damage to my car by others. Your insurance company will then take and hire their own experts and have somebody analyze the problem. And if the problem is, in fact, related to this other guy, then they'll fix your car and then turn around and ask that guy, give me your insurance company names, and we're going to talk. The two insurance companies are going to talk and settle this. Yeah. That's the easy way out. Right. So that's that's exactly what I think is going to happen. Is is the the customer has responsibility. I mean, the shop isn't going to roll over without knowing what's wrong. Right. And you wouldn't either. No, I know. Yeah, no. Absolutely. It, yeah. It's it's kind of one of those I things wouldn't. that that it's possible that we damaged your transmission, but it's also possible that this could be a wear and tear, and it and, and it's magnified by the fact that the car has seventy thousand miles on it, and it's a stick shift, and it's also a hot rod. Oh, wow. Okay? So it just depends on what's broken. For instance, if one of the forks is broken and and we did a test drive and we hit all four gears, then when it left, it left after a test drive where we hit actually five gears in this case. Uh So the fork wasn't broken when we delivered you the car, but sometime after that it did. Or if the disc itself is completely wiped out and we're metal to metal and there's no more asbestos on the clutch. Yeah then that's not something that we did. Yeah, that didn't happen in one day. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the flywheel is blue and discolored. Yeah. That didn't happen with us stalling the car twice. Right. So it just, that's what it depends on. We all get wrapped up in this button of heads and, and, and trying to get somebody to do something, but in reality, we just need to figure out what's broken and what's the likelihood that that happened here. I, I had a customer the other day call me and write me a note. His name is is uh, gosh, uh, Jerry J. I'm not going to give his last name. Jerry J. Mm-hmm. Um, he had some work done, and he, and he actually had some work done at a place that specialized in something completely different than the work that was done. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like having an alignment shop and having them do your air conditioning system. Right. It's, it's, that's a, that's a t- it's like going to a doctor and, 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 and you've got a sore throat and you're going to go to an orthopedic surgeon. Okay. <laughs> it's just kind of different for me. Yeah. I'm not going to pass judgment on anybody for whatever reason. But, but anyway, uh, he takes it into a shop that that's, uh, specializes in brakes and he has them does axles. 
and two days later, this axle falls out, and the flange bolts are all gone, where the axle bolts to the flange that goes into the transmission, and there's damage. And he's a little upset, and he, he calls them, and he takes pictures, and he goes to show them, and he says, you just did this work, and you just replaced these axles, and da 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 and they told him to go pound sand. Wow. So so we gather up all the pictures, and uh, and, and, and I say to him, uh, you can report this to your insurance company, and, and ultimately they did, and the insurance company hires a lawyer, and the lawyer writes a letter, and home office says, we'll take care of that. We're sorry. It went through all that, yeah. and they ended up taking care of it anyway. Exactly. But you're dealing with a shop that answers to the mothership that happens right. to live in Texas. So that's that. But they recognized quickly <laughs> that this was a bad situation. Yeah. And my job was just to get the facts. And, of course, we're missing the bolts. And then here's the deal. The axle and the flange had wear marks in them where the holes were oblong, which showed that they had never been tightened from day one. Right. You know? So you look through all that stuff, and then when you lose the axle, we hopscotch, and we bend the fender and the inner fender, and the tire moves forward. All kinds of stuff happens. Never pretty. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, you, and the telltale signs is, is like you said, you, can, you start looking at the stuff, and you can see it. The easiest thing is, is that when you decide that it's your fault, the, the, to diffuse the issue, what really works for me is, I, I am really sorry. We didn't do this on purpose. I'm, I'm going to make this right. If you've had it fixed already, I'm going to write you a check as long as the, what you present to me is, is. But after we do our investigation, you have to give me time to do the investigation. Then when we're done, I am sorry. Right. Because all of us have said, I am sorry, many times. Oh, yeah. All right, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. Dave Martin from Martin's Auto Repair, 16th Street, just south of Indian School. South of Indian South Indian of Indian School. Yep. Anyway, give us a call if you'd like to talk cars, because we're both here waiting for you. We'll be right back right after this. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you exploring the idea of sending your child to a private school next year? Hey, it's Seth Liebson with 960 The Patriot, and I want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school. This is a program we have been able to do for five years now, helping many families get into the school of their dreams. Through our partnerships with 10 schools in the Valley, we are able to cover half of the cost of your child's first year of tuition. So the timing is perfect. If you find a school you would like your child to attend, call us at 960-THE-PATRIOT at 602-955-9600 to see if that school is one of our 10 partners. If it is, we'll cover half the cost of your child's first year of tuition. It's that simple. This isn't a financial aid program. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. 
Call 960 The Patriot at 602-955-9600 to take advantage of our half-off tuition program at 602-955-9600. Hi there. I'm here for my flu shot, and I heard there's an option for people 65 and older. There is, but you actually have to be 65. Very flattering. Thanks. I'm Judith Light. You know who I am, right? I just turned 65, and I know your immune system gets weaker with age, and I don't want to miss a day of work or risk spreading the flu to other people. I don't think we've met before, but what I do know is you can't be 65. Okay. What if I said I only have one life to live and I need protection against the flu? Nope. No? How about who's the boss of my health? I am. Huh. Flu season is here, and people 65 and older need to ask about the vaccine made specifically for their age. Flu vaccination is especially important for people with chronic conditions like diabetes and heart disease, which can worsen with the flu. I'm so sorry about that. I thought you were like 35. Don't apologize. Visit the National Council on Aging at ncoa.org flu to learn more and talk to your doctor about vaccine options for people 65 and older. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. Raised up from under my hood and he shook his head. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Dave Martin from Martin's Auto Repair, 16th Street South of Indian School, sitting here next to me. Dave and his family, and actually, I, I, I've known your dad since the 60s and 70s. When yeah. did your dad start working on cars? Well, my dad took over his first shop. It was a Chevron gas station down on 20th Street in Osborne at 1971. Okay. 1971. And uh, we came out here in 1969, I think it was, okay. and uh, and uh, and then he he got into the auto repair business and uh, and and gas station business because that's what you did back then. Yeah. There wasn't too many freestanding gas or freestanding auto repair places without gas, right? You needed the gas to sell somebody your oil changes. Absolutely. So the gas was the the thing that filled the bays, and they were all full service. Yeah. I mean, when we started, it wasn't anything. There was no cell service. Mm-hmm. So then gradually we had one island that was cell service. And But anyway, then we moved up to uh, 16th and Missouri, and we were there for a few years. And then we're down at 16th Street in Clarendon, which is south of Indian School Road, and we've been there since 1985. Okay. So we've been in the general area since 71, though. Now there's Ron over there on 16th Street. There used to be a gas station guy, too. Ron Inman. Oh, Inman. Oh, yeah, yeah. He used now, to... Your dad and him yeah. were competitors with one another. Absolutely, yeah. But both of them are two of the nicest guys I've ever met, so I'm quite sure there was not any negativity between the two. They were good competitors with oh, one another. Oh, absolutely. I think a lot of those it, a lot of those gas station guys, you know, they even had an association. I don't remember. Oh, what I was, was part of that. You were part of that, too. So you know what I'm talking about. And, and all of those guys were really good to each other. They all knew that they were there for the right reason and doing the right things, and, and they were all trying to help each other's business get better. Because at any given time, you can stand out in any street, and you and I can't fix every car that drives by. Oh, I got one right now that that we we can't fix. Yeah. And uh, we, we we're 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 wondering what the heck we're gonna do. It's a diesel. Uh oh. And uh, we just can't figure out why it won't start. It'll run with ether, but it won't run on its own fuel system. And we're having a tough time because we have a cam crank 
that won't sink. And so we're running into... Have you thought about buying another diesel mark? Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm thinking about buying this one. I know. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly... Folks, what Dave's saying is is that there's times when you get a car, and it's easier just to buy the car in its present state yeah. than, than do anything else. It's just kind of like, okay, well, your car is you know 22 years old, and I can't fix it without major work, and I'm not going to guess with your money, so you can either take it home and plant flowers in the trunk... <laughs> Uh, I'll take the trunk lid off, or I'll buy the car from you for whatever. And if you need a boat anchor, that always helps. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh gosh. Well, this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by IMM Auto Service. Dave over at IMM is a good guy. He's been working on a car since 1972, and that's a that's a common uh, common attribute, I guess it is, from the guys on my best car repair shops list, because all of them have extensive experience working on cars. And and folks, it's the it's the guy who goes into business. Uh, one year and goes out in three years that typically is not the kind of guy you want to use use for car repair because we all made really bad mistakes in working on cars, building cars, and treating people the first three to five years of our lives. Yeah. It was just a learning process. It's one of those things that you just kind of learn how and you learn by your mistakes absolutely you learn how many times you get sued <laughs> stuff like that so IMM Auto Service is a really great place they prioritize your work they're going to offer you a to the penny estimate they give you a good warranty they have ASE Master Techs they work on domestic and imports but they specialize in Swedish Italian and Asian vehicles so Swedish Italian Asian means Volvo Saab Fiat and Alfa Romeo so they're in the northeast quadrant of Tempe. They're south of the 202 and just west of the 101. But if you have a Saab, a Fiat, an Alfa Romeo, a Volvo, you know that there's lots of shops that just can't do some sophisticated diagnosis on those cars. But I can promise you, I am at can. So when it gets to repairing cars, how often are you looking for new technicians? You know, it's funny you said that, Mark, because um, right now, and I, and I told you at the break, right now we're doing uh, a little spring house cleaning. Mm -hmm. We're calling it intervention because mm -hmm. my dad is kind of pack rad, borderline hoarder. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're trying to clean up the shop because we have a new tech coming in on Monday. Good. And I, I haven't hired any techs in probably, I don't know, 15 years. Okay. Um, but at the beginning of the year, we lost one guy. And uh, now we've been looking for his replacement. And also, too, our business is growing. So we're trying to trying to fit the dynamics and and you know what that's all about when you got a shop you're trying to trying to get the right fit get the right person in there um and that's what we're looking for so we did find a guy uh monday he's gonna he's got to drop his toolbox off on friday but we had to get the shop a little bit more organized in order to make room sure for him. and so that's what we've been working on this last week here we went and did a really re a, a good size revamp so um I, the shop looks great though i'm, I'm what are you going to do with your dad's stuff well, that's see, he's not been liking me this last week. He's been kind of giving me that evil eye, you know, that dads give their kids. I got the answer for you. What's it? One of those storage units, there a small go. one. Uh -huh. Put it in the back corner. Get one that has the four big latches on it, so you can put four padlocks. Those are really hard to get to. Yeah. Get some really heavy-duty locks that you can't use bolt cutters. Put his stuff in there and date it. Now I am do I'm I'm your dad. Your dad's a little older than I am, yeah. but not by much. He's 78. Okay, he's a lot older than I am. Okay. I'm 61. Okay. But but the kids are doing the same thing, and we're just dating that stuff. And if nobody asks for it, nobody touches it in a year, a year and a half, then it, it has to go away. My daughter said to me the other day, "We still have records from 1970s on some of your customers in a file cabinet." 
Yeah. Can we ever get rid of those? And I said, those are my very first customers, many of them that still do business today. Yeah. She says, what are we going to do with that? Put it on Facebook. Yeah. That's all you can do. <laughs> well, I tell you what we did do is we actually went in one time to find our five oldest customers because we had a 20-year reunion or something like that. We were 20 years old. So we found our five oldest customers, and we gave them all $500 worth of free work. But we used that file cabinet to go find those five oldest customers by the work order number. Oh, yeah. So we just went through the work orders, and they're alphabetical, and we just found the five lowest numbers we had of five different customers. And if they had done business with us in the last 12 months, then they had been a 20-year customer. So we did that. Well, you know, it's funny. My, my mom came down to the station last Saturday, and she told me, she said, she said, David, she said, I don't want him to bring all this stuff home. So make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> hey, 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 I want to tell you, moms do that to us. Moms go, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's not remembering a lot of good things anymore. That's what my kids are telling my wife. Your dad's not really remembering things really well lately. But, you know, you're, you're right. It's, it's hard to throw it away, and I don't know why that is when you get older. Yeah. But in reality... Uh, you throw it away or or just move it someplace, put it under lock and key, and then in a year from now, nobody's asked for it, nobody touched it, nobody needed it. Yeah. But the other day, my daughter said, well, we're going to throw away this box of stuff. And I said, well, let's open it up and look at it first. And inside was an old radio. And then my wife Googled that, and the radio was worth like $400. Wow. And I said, maybe we should do that every once in a while with some of this old car equipment. Right, and you're right about that. Some of the stuff that he has probably is worth something. And, and we found some old tools that we didn't even know. I mean, we were trying to figure out what they do. You know, yeah. they, were, they were really old tools. And uh, But I did tell him, I said, Dad, I, says, I said, Dad, the person with the most stuff when you die doesn't win. Yeah. <laughs> I know he just rolled his eyes at you. Oh, yeah. I know he rolled his eyes. All right, Dave Martin from uh, Martin's Auto Repair, 16th Street, south of Indian School, Mark Salem. The lines are wide open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you call in in about three and a half minutes, we're going to take your call. we got five lines. Gil is our pilot. Gil is making sure that we hit all of our marks. Gil is the one that tells us that we're being stupid in our ears, but you can't hear him counsel us. But it, unfortunately for Gil, we're not in the same building he is, so that gives us a level of protection. <laughs> so, anyway, 602-508-0960, and if you have a complaint, Gil will take it, 602-508-0960. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair. The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. 
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. What if this was the summer where you didn't have to tiptoe around your driveway, pool, deck, patio, or sidewalk because your feet are getting burned? What if you didn't have to put on shoes to walk to your car because your driveway was cool and safe for young children as well? Enviro Rubber Paving will stay cool through the hot Arizona summer. It's affordable, and there'll be no more burned feet. Call Enviro Rubber Paving at 800-919-5945. That's 800-919-5945. Or go to enviropaving.com. Franchises available in the Phoenix area. This is Andy Stankowitz, head coach of Grand Canyon University, inviting you to join the voice of the Lopes, Michael Potter, for another exciting season of Lopes baseball. That's right, Andy, and your Lopes head north for a three-game series with North Dakota this weekend. GCU is looking to get back atop the WAC leaderboard, and UND is fighting for a playoff spot. Game times are Friday and Saturday at 11 a.m. and Sunday at 10. Join me for the Lopes warm-up show 15 minutes prior to first pitch. The Lopes and the Fighting Hawks this weekend on our sister station, Family Values Radio 1010. You won't want to miss a moment of the action. Go Lopes! Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma, the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Dave Martin from Martin's Auto Repair sitting here next to me. And let me tell you real quick about Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil has been building transmissions in the Phoenix area at the same location since 1968. Phil and his staff are transmission experts, automatic and manuals. Phil knows from 1950 automatics, the power glides, the push-button dyno glides, and all those old Chrysler transmissions all the way up to the new computerized with five, six, seven solenoids that have seven, eight, nine forward gears, all of that stuff. Automatic Transmission Exchange has been at 40th Street in Washington, I think, 
since George Washington was the president. Really? I'm pretty sure it's been that long. They're open on Saturdays from 8 to 12. You can stop by. They'll drive and they'll talk to you. They'll drive your car for free and they'll talk to you. It's a great place for those of you in Central Phoenix or in anywhere close to Central Phoenix because at 40th and Washington, Automatic Transmission Exchange is the best guy within probably a 10 or 12 mile radius. That's Automatic Transmission Exchange. We call it ATE. Let's go to the phones and take Henry. Henry, thank you for calling. How can I help you? Yeah, thanks for taking the call. Um, I had gotten a, a quote on having one of my air conditioning lines replaced. Okay. And it, it was like, I don't know, $480, which was, uh, which was about what I figured. But then he said I should have the dryer replaced as well, and that's like another 120 I'm kind of wondering, uh, if I don't get the dryer replaced, what kind of problems would I be looking at? Well, when you say a detailed estimate, so you have all the parts, all the labor, shop supplies, environmental charges, and sales tax, yes or no? Yes. Okay, good. That's good. That's the kind of estimate you have to work for. Dave, what do you think? You're going to put an eight. Now, let me ask you a question. Sure. Has, has the AC worked every year for the last three or four years? No, I was also going to mention I haven't used the AC for like seven years, and I understand that that could maybe damage the compressor. Well, we're both shaking our head at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you could do the hose, and, and then you could have a compressor problem next week. And uh, Well, and then Freon and PAG oil or um, 12 oil makes an acid, and the moisture aggravates it, and the dryer is full of moisture because he hasn't used it in seven years. Right. Mm-hmm. We're both going to vote that the dryer, you are best served by having the dryer replaced. The dryer is something that's supposed to remove moisture and contaminants from the system. Your system hasn't been used five, six years, mm-hmm. and more than likely because of this hose, it's been exposed to ambient temperatures and ambient air, which in the summertime is dry and in the wintertime is moist, and so I agree and $120 isn't that bad because I bet 30 of that's going to be the labor, 40 of it's going to be the labor, the rest of it's is going to be the dryer. Right. If it if it hadn't been if if you've been using the system on a regular basis and you were changing the hose, we wouldn't normally do that. But you're, you're right. Yeah. You're right. That's exactly the issue. The key here is is that it hasn't been used for seven years. If if you would have said no, I've been feeding this leak. And uh, I've used it, you know, last year and the year before. Then I would have voted no dryer. I think you would have too. Absolutely. So that's what, the what answer. Yes. About, what do you think about the compressor? We're not not running for that long. You know, I'm not really worried about the compressor. Are you going to put uh, 134 refrigerant in it or 12? Do you know? I don't know. It's a 2000 Dodge. Okay, oh, it's going to uh, be a 12. Uh, Is it going to think it'll be a th- 134? Uh, 2000. Yeah. Said? Yeah, 2000. That's uh, R134. Is it? Okay. If you know. Unfortunately, no one's going to know anything. You could say to him, would you put some refrigerant in this right now? And see, yeah. And see if the compressor is capable of making that suction side line cold. Right. So you throw some Freon in it, you fire it up, you bypass the low-pressure switch, you grab a hold of that suction line, and if it's ice cold, the compressor's working, and if it's halfway quiet, we're going to move forward. I'm going to suck that refrigerant. I'm going to suck that refrigerant right back out, clean it up, and use it again. But with a hole yeah, in the they, line, you, you, you can't put refrigerant in, right? Well, how bad's the hole in the line? Oh, it's a pretty, it's pretty good size. It's just size out there. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got no choice now. You got to put the line yeah. on, then right. pull a vacuum on it. 
um, then, you know, I, if it was working when the line went out, then I would imagine it's going to work now. I would, I would definitely, one thing I would do is I'd make sure they put dye in the system when they get done with it. That way you mm-hmm. make sure that down the road, that, that if there is another leak, that we're able to find it fairly easy. Okay. It, but that, that's good, but I'm told that a lot of the dye, especially the dye that we use, is good for like 40, 50, 60 days, and after that there seems to be a degradation in its ability. I think if the leak develops after 60 days and the the dye comes out, there's a short period of time that you can catch the dye, but after a while the dye doesn't show. And and I've had my guys been waving black lights and and the appropriate lights with the funky glasses on a lot of air conditioning systems, and we're not finding any leaks on cars, even at the Schrader valves, which is kind of unusual because you'll usually find them there for sure. Right. Um, we're not finding it, so we're thinking that that die probably has some kind of shelf life on it that we didn't know about. That's just kind of something that we're thinking about. Well, I'll have to check into that. And and, 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 uh, and you we're at the point now where we're just pssst, on the Schrader valve and, and checking it real quick. Yeah. And, um, and we're finding die in some and not in others. But in others, we think a lot of that die ended up in the dryer and in the second What's that called? Desiccant bag. Desiccant bag. Desiccant go, yeah. bag. I always get that bad. Okay. Thank you very much, Henry. Six zero three five zero eight zero nine sixty. You bet you, Henry. If you have a car question, now's the time. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We'll be right back. When you're looking for change, you want something that's actually better. 960 has real change for you. We're bringing you a new Patriot with a fresh new lineup. Hugh Hewitt takes you into work every morning from 5 to 8 a.m. Mike Gallagher moves to 8 with Dennis Prager airing 10 to 1. Afternoons, Michael Medved is 1 to 3 with Mark Levin now live from 3 to 6. Seth Liebson, 6 to 8. And Larry Elder from 8 to 11. On your home for Decision 2016. 960, the new Patriot. Hello. I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau, and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran Quality Transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is, When you bring your car or truck to Quality Transmission in Tempe. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. 
ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. The journey to retirement can be scary and complicated. For the best advice and guidance to navigate through the financial world, listen to the Fullerton Financial Hour with Stephanie Fullerton every Saturday afternoon at 4. Make sure you're not making mistakes during the planning process. Know what to watch out for and how to craft the most secure plan possible. If peace of mind is something that you want as you prepare for retirement, don't miss the Fullerton Financial Hour with Stephanie Fullerton every Saturday afternoon at 4 right here on KKNT 960, The Patriot. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Check out the Seth Liebson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after 10 o'clock. We're here till 12 o'clock noon. Dave Martin from uh, Martin's Auto Repair, 16th Street South of Indian School on Clarendon. You're welcome to call us. The lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. We have five lines. Gil is answering the phone. You can get on within about, if you call now, you'd be on within three or four minutes. Anyway, let me tell you about Larry Harker's Auto Repair. 38th Avenue and Indian School been around since 1967. And if you draw a circle around 38th Avenue and Indian School, you're going to have to draw about an 8 or 10-mile circuit before you find another good shop as far as I'm concerned. Bob and Ellen, who run Larry Harker's Auto Repair, are really a good couple. Ellen runs the front, the office, the money, the parts, and Bob runs the shop, and he is a great diagnostician. He knows what he's doing, and I oftentimes send very difficult cars to them because he's such a good diagnostician, especially from that geographical area. And I want to tell you something. Nobody's ever complained about them. 38th Avenue and Indian School, I'm proud to recommend Larry Harker's Auto Repair. And if you live anywhere in that area or you work anywhere in that area and you have a problem and you want to talk to somebody, Bob's the guy you need to talk to, and Ellen will let you talk to Bob. So that's Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue, and Indian School. All right, let me read you this email. Okay. You ready? All right. Uh, Mark, uh, thank you very much. You're a great guy. I took my two th- my 03 Toyota Camry with 74,000 miles to a chain repair store for an oil change, um, blah, 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 and they said one of my axle boosts was throwing grease. Ah. Uh, I said, let's fix it without ever seeing any kind of leakage on the garage floor or ever seeing any kind of grease underneath the car. They installed the axle and they charged me X. What does an axle cost for the left side axle, driver's side axle? You're going to do the whole axle. Right. What's the R&R? Give me a ballpark. Just give me a ballpark. Uh, for labor only or the parts, no, and, parts and labor? Parts and labor. Probably looking three, four hundred bucks. $560, and I had the same comment you had. Yeah. It's $560. I bid this for three or $400, Yeah. and it's $560. Then, after that, they told me that my car um, was leaking at the drivetrain, and it needed a rack and pinion. Okay. And this is a guy who admits there was nothing leaking on the ground from the axle boot or the rack. After I saved up some money, I took it in, and during the repair work, I was contacted and said it needs new outer tie rod ends. 
I said yes. When I got the car back, it cost me $1,800 for a rack, an alignment, and two tie rod ends. But on my way home, the vehicle stability control and the traction warning lights came on. Wow. He called the shop, and they said, bring it in. I did, and they did get the warning lights to turn off. I had to stop at a store on the way home, and I turned the wheel to get a parking spot, and there was a large grounding noise. I took it back to them, and they said they accidentally put the tie rod ends on the wrong side. So they put the left on the right and the right on the left. Really? Are you shaking your head yet? <laughs> no. There were no charges for any of the visits, but my confidence in them was shaken, to say the least. Three days later, after the car was running and turning smoothly, I noticed I was low on fuel, and I pushed the button inside the steering wheel that changes the clock on the dash, and it nothing happened. And then I pushed another button, and when I pushed this button, it, it, they used to work fine, and now the wipers don't work. And then I pushed another button to set the cruise control, and the horn honks. Well, there's a heck of a chain of events there, huh? Do you have any idea what? Why is his steering wheel and all the controls on the steering wheel all completely screwed up? It's when they, uh, I don't know what they did. I mean, they, they took something apart. All right. I think I know what it is. Okay. You know, when we take a rack out, we secure the steering wheel. Oh, okay. I, go, I see where you're going. See? Okay. So, folks, when, when you're steering wheel, when you put your hand at 12 o'clock, the steering wheel will usually go like one, one and a half turns to the right, and one and a half turns to the left. Let's say it's got three turns left to right. That's the extent that steering wheel should ever be. If we don't tie your steering wheel t securely to the seat belts, and we take the rack and pinion out, which is your steering assembly. If somebody reaches in there and spins that steering wheel with their finger, or the steering wheel is allowed to just freewheel, all the wiring harnesses inside the steering column are going to be chewed up like crazy. Yes? Yeah. I so that's what they did. Yeah. They, they didn't secure the steering wheel. So he's out, he's out $2,300. And I'm guessing that the steering wheel repair for that harness that goes up through the airbag assembly that goes into the controls on the steering wheel, I'm willing to bet that's going to be another four to six hundred bucks. Yeah. And he has a rack. He replaced a rack and tie run ends at seventy thousand miles. I'm a little concerned about the rack and the tie run ends at seventy thousand miles, especially in light of the fact there was no oil on the ground and he didn't add power steering and nobody else was adding power steering. Yeah, that was my question. Is is are you adding any power steering fluid? The the ac the axle uh, boot uh, with having grease on it, those things can can come apart and leak, and you won't see anything on the ground. But you'll see grease all around it. Right. You'll bet. Right. And on oftentimes it ends up on the exhaust, which causes a smell. Right. But but it's such it's something simple. So I'm your customer, and you say I got a bad axle boot, and I go, well, I've never seen anything on the ground. What are you going to say to me next? Come out in the shop and look at it. Bingo, Absolute, bingo. Absolutely. Come take a look. There's four boots on your car, and I'm going to show you that one of them is bad, and the other three hold the grease. Folks, the joint inside the boot is a joint like your wrist. Your wrist will swivel. Your hand will swivel around your wrist. The boot's job is to contain the grease that cools and lubricates that joint. Yes? Yeah. So when we the boot tears, the, circ, the, the, this, the axle is spinning at 60, 70, and in my wife's case, 150 miles an hour, well, it throws the grease out. Centrifugal force. Centrifugal force yeah. throws the grease out. So as a, re, excuse me, as a result of that, then the joint starts to eat itself alive because it no longer is being bathed and lubricated by the grease because the grease has been tossed. Right. You have four axle boots in the front end. You have two on the left and two on the right. 
So if I take you outside and say, look at this one. This one's holding grease. Look at it. Look at this one. But look at this one. It's all torn up, and there's grease all over. We're home free. Right. That's it. It's simple. <sighs> so I feel so bad for this guy. Oh, I do, too. I, I, I feel so bad for the him. The chain of events on that is terrible. Yeah. After they looked at it, they said it was not caused by anything they did, and they would have to remove the steering column and all J job to diagnose it. Wow. And sounds, sounds like they need a second opinion. Uh, well, I told him, I said, you, you, in order, I, you know, he can file a complaint with his insurance company that said that they damaged the car. The insurance company will hire someone to go fix it. Right. Once they fix it, they'll know. Well, the shop that's going to fix it has seen this before. So they're going to say, somebody, did you just have a new rack and pinion put in this? Yes, yeah. we did. Right. That's what they did. Now, you know, how come I know that? Do you know how many of these I've paid for? Really, you've done it. Yeah. You know, thank, it, thank God we've never done that. In, in, in probably 20 years, I've paid for two of these. Have you? Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know what? I know it was mine. Yeah. And, and you talk to the technician and you say, you know what? You've just been here six months. I forgot to tell you that we secure the steering wheel when we do a rack. Don't yeah. do that no more. And, you know, twice in 20 years, I'll take those kinds of mess. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Oh, place. heck, that's great odds. But anyway, here's the sentence that just, this is the sentence that says it all. <sighs> to a chain repair shop for oil changes, on a 1 to 10 scale, What's a rack and pinion as far as on a 1 to 10, with 10 being the most sophisticated repair and a 1 being a, a repair that any light-duty tech can do? What's a rack? Rack, probably a 5, 6. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. I would say 6 or 7. Okay. Okay? An axle boot, where's that on a 1 to 10 scale? 5. And I agree with you. Yeah. It's a little less than the right. rack. Right. I think but so. But tie rod ends, and the fact that they put the left on the right and the right on the left, that really concerns me. Then do we know if the alignment's even right? Right. Because there's signs here that we got guys that are doing oil changes, doing very sophisticated repairs, and that they shouldn't be because they're not doing it right. Right. That's kind of ugly. Bernie, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning, Bernie? Good morning, Mark. Hey, I'm underneath my uh, wife's uh, 99 Jeep Grand Cherokee this morning looking up an oil leak. Okay. And it's right in the front. And I noticed that the uh, oil pan gasket is pushed out about a half an inch to three quarters of an inch all the way around in the, on the bottom of that uh, oil pan. Okay. And, I'm and this going is like, the front half moon area of the front exactly. of the oil pan. Okay. The whole half moon area, is the, the gasket is pushed out. Okay. What is going on here? Um, I think that you have a PCV valve system. A PCV valve system is positive crankcase ventilator. Mm -hmm. We're going to introduce fresh air on this side of the motor. We've got a vacuum cleaner running on the other side of the motor. We're going to be sucking the fumes out of the motor and burning them again. That's good for fuel economy, good for air, clean air. And when we do that, we create a suction on the engine. Well, when the PCV valve system goes down, we create pressure in the engine. And so we have air coming in, but we don't have air any air coming out. And the engine itself makes a pound or two of pressure. So that gasket comes out. It could be that the PCV valve system um, is, is down. It, it also could be um, that, uh, did you put a wrench on the pan just a little bit? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Did I, you try to I tighten up any of the bolts? Yeah, I, I loosened them up. I thought I could put that gasket back in, but that's not possible. Tighten yeah, is it a rubber or a cork gasket? It's rubber. Okay. Well, what let me I, tell you how you know. 
what let am me I tell you what. I, I, no, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. If it's just the front of the gasket, if you clean that area up and let it sit there for a day or so, if it's the front area of the gasket, it won't ever leak again because the oil level's not that high. Right. But then if you drive it, maybe five or six miles and park it, and then you got oil coming out of the front, then that's that's a good that's a good sign that that gasket's a problem. I can't possibly bid your oil pan. Is it a two-wheel drive or a four-wheel drive? It's all-wheel drive. Okay, so we, we it's not going to be easy to get the oil pan out. But I'm thinking on on the on the on the rough side, five 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 six hours. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you're probably we're going to guess. Yeah, we're just guessing. Guess. We're going to be we're going to be. Let me go to four to seven hundred in the labor. The gasket's going to cost you eighty bucks. Five quarts mm-hmm. of oil and a filter, and that's it. So I, well, we're guessing, though, because we don't have the labor books in front of us. How many miles do you have on this thing? About 175. Okay. Okay. Does it consume oil? Uh, it's not consuming, no. Okay, good. That's no. good news. Well, and then I'd also I'd be replacing the vacuum hose to the PCV valve. Yeah, well. I'd look at the fitting to make sure it's not plugged with carbon. I'd make sure we have a good source of vacuum on the suck side of the PCV valve system. I'd go to the other side of the engine and clean up that vent that we're going to have fresh air go through the air filter, go into the left side of the motor, come out to the right side of the motor, get sucked, da, 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 that circle. All I'd right. make sure that circle was run. Now, you know, if you want to check your PCV valve, what you do is you take your dipstick out and you start it up and you put a piece of tissue over the dipstick hole. And if if it if the internal pressure of the engine blows the tissue off the dipstick hole, then you got a problem. <laughs> and it could be so something easy to fix, and it could be something difficult to fix. That's what I thought. I was building up pressure in there somehow. Yeah. Okay. So you'll know because, like I said, but here's the deal: cold is different than hot. So maybe you you take it for a drive, you use it for an hour, you come back, you pull the dipstick out, put the tissue, double the tissue over, set it on top of the dipstick tube and see if it'll blow it off. Mm-hmm. Um, if it doesn't blow it off, shut it off, let it sit overnight, and do the same test first thing in the morning when it's cold Yeah, and okay. see what happens. That's just a kind of a rule of thumb. That's not scientific. We actually have equipment we test that with. So I'm looking for zero to one pound of vacuum. I'm looking, I don't want one or two pounds of pressure, and I doubt if you have an air gauge that goes down to one or two pounds. Right, right. All right, I'll be talking to Thunderbird Auto on that. I'll see what they can uh, what they can do for me. I, oh. I, I, I need a, a new gasket for that thing. Okay, you talking about the one in Surprise? Yeah, the one on Range. Yeah, you tell Tom that Mark's going to send you a, a, a 80% discount coupon. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you say, Tom will love that. Yeah, just, 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 just say to him, after you get your estimate, say, you know what, I, I'm so lucky. Mark Salem said he had an 80% discount coupon. He had one left over for the Reams Thunderbird Auto, and he was going to send it to me. Okay? Just tell him, and, uh, and if his face doesn't turn white, then I'm, uh, he'll laugh. I promise you, he'll laugh. So this is what you do all right. on the show? Yes. Yes. Yes, Dave. Right. Yes, I do. I'll be going all right, down thank there talking. Okay, thank okay. you. Have a good day. Alrighty. Yeah, as a matter of fact, this is what I do when you're not on the air. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You send them to me and tell them they got an eighty percent discount. Yeah. But I, see, but I, it's a coupon, and of course they're never going to have a coupon. Right. I know. And they know it. And and but we're we're just doing what boys do to boys. We're just yeah, yeah. we're just we're blowing some hot air up your skirt. Okay. <laughs> That's all. That's all. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Dave and I are here for another hour. We're going to start back at about three minutes after the hour of eleven o'clock. I'm going to turn you over to Gil here in another 30 seconds, or actually actually 20 seconds, 
And uh, and if you call in now, then you'll be one of the very first callers at 1103, 1103.5, The second hour is always busy. The first hour is kind of slow. But we'll be right back, Dave and I, right here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 